How would it be in the meditation this morning if you took your seat upright and gentle, awake, and left yourself alone? Not manipulating, not pushing not trying to do this or that, but resting back in your upright, ennobled nature. In practice, we can see two orientations. One to sit right now in this awakened quality that is bright, clear, unconfined, that is closer to you than any of the patterning. And we are invited to know this. The other orientation, and both work together, is to look at how we get entangled. The entanglement is secondary. It is not primary. And the teaching and instructions of insight meditation are pointing to the nature of experience for us to see our relationship to it, to learn and see how we stop how we keep getting entangled, and how we don't know how to leave ourselves alone. So in the meditation this morning, I'd like to guide you in to the practice and then give the instruction once we're sitting. So daring to be simple means daring to see the entanglement and to know it as that, to not judge it, to not believe it, to not push it away, but to simply know entanglement as entanglement. And that which recognizes it, that which knows we're in a spin, that which can see that we're confined in any moment, that is not confined, that is not limited, that is not entangled. And we start to recognize this knowing capacity of awareness, settling back into that which simply knows In this moment, what is so? This knowing is more primary than our patterning. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, or even if you do, you might want to just experiment for a moment. Let your eyes open a little bit without leaving your, through your through your eyes, just let the color that's in front of you come to you. 
of the carpet or the blanket of the person in front. And see how it is simply known. Even before the word blue or carpet, there's a bright, awake, clear knowing that registers the experience. Settling back into this knowing, here we can begin to take a refuge and not be spun around by the residues that come to visit because they they need to be handled wisely. (coughs) So taking your seat, establishing the body, Letting the lower back soften and the buttocks melt onto the cushion. Inviting the belly to take up its space. Even if it feels a little contracted, opening the awareness and just inviting it. Space under the armpits. Hands are soft. Enough room for your chest to breathe. without judging your breath, knowing it as it is. Is it shallow? Is it deep? Is it rough? Is it smooth? We're not interested in getting the right experience. We're interested in the disentangling possible from knowing things as they are. When we take our hands off and yet we're still here, interested, awake. So letting your awareness arise like a fragrance as you breathe in filling your body from the base gently rising up through the belly and the chest and the arms and the head It kind of props us up, doesn't it, when there's an in-breath. It's like life animates us. Whoop, we're awake, we're alive. Steady as the out-breath does its job of softening us, 
teaching us about letting go, dropping us back to our seat. And as you attend to the tide of the breath, sometimes the tide is smooth. And we know that it's smooth and it widens us and softens us and we deepen. Don't go looking for trouble. It might be neutral, but tend here. It's precious. Other times the tide comes in and it feels like it drags up a whole shipwreck or seaweed or driftwood. And these are the things that normally entangle us mind states, moods, emotions. And today in the meditation, when you notice this, you can investigate. Investigation here means seeing it as it is. Seeing how when we cling to our mind states, when we say they shouldn't be here, or this must mean something about me because sadness is here. We cling and we suffer. We become it. We think it means something about us and our life and we project it into the future and we spin and we feel terrible. taking refuge in the knowing, this is sadness, this is grief, this is rage, this is disappointment, this is bitterness, this is hatred, this is greed, this is confusion. Knowing it as it is, We see that its nature is not personal, it's not me, it's not mine, it's not myself. It is arising due to conditions, like the weather. It's not because we've done something wrong, or because there's some failing in us, or because someone else is like this or that. It's arising due to many, many, many conditions, infinite number of conditions. And our work is to see its conditional nature. So we can usefully step back and recognize and label the mind state with a soft concept in mind. This is hatred. This is confusion. This is greed. Just like we see, this is sunshine. These are gray clouds. These are white clouds. That 
that's lightning. We don't tend to take it so personally. And we can breathe out, what a blessed relief. What a blessed relief to start to know how to handle the contents, especially the sticky contents of our mind. So we keep it simple. We breathe out. We follow the out-breath right to its end. As the tide goes out, how is it to let the tide go out? To see that we are of the same nature as the tide. Breath is in, comes in. It fills us, it enlivens us, it reaches a peak of animation and we drop back. Our life is given back in that moment to the nature of things. Right to the end of the out-breath where nothing seems to be happening anymore. What's it like to still know that? So we're learning how to not tie ourselves to the comings and goings. When we tie ourselves to a coming, we tie ourselves to the going. When we tie ourselves to our mind state that I'm wonderful, we tie ourselves to the mind state that I'm terrible. It's the same bondage. So keeping the awake thread alive. That means that awareness, that which right now effortlessly knows what is happening. Breath is happening. Maybe dullness is happening. Maybe vagueness, boredom, interest, peace, Serenity, kindness, hatred, disappointment, whatever it is, it's just simply known. And if at any moment we notice we're in a big spin, we're living in a mind constructed reality, in the moment that you wake up to that, Recognize this is the spin. That which recognizes the spin is not the spin. That which recognizes the contraction is not the contraction. 
Breathe with that wakeful knowing. As you stop feeding the fire of that particular spin. So that means come out of the story. That our stories are healed not by regurgitating them without awareness. But in the present when we learn the wise handling. Come out of the story if it's very compelling, which it can be at times. Come into the body. Find out where in the body you're contracting right now. Might be your belly, might be your heart center, might be your hands gripping. Attend here. Widen and soften. (coughs) Respond. Here you have the conditions to be able to tend to one thing at a time. And this is part of clarifying our own chitta, heart-mind. Some of these old residues do come up. We learn how to handle them. So dropping out of the stories, coming into the body, keeping the awake thread alive, the knowing of what is happening. A soft label to know what mind state is here. Feeling the contraction if there is in the body. Acknowledging the glow or the rancor or the bitterness or the hurt or the rage or the frustration. Breathing. And not abandoning yourself, which means leaving that awake knowing, shrinking down into the contents. We do at times, of course, and we can tend, attend to that. But insofar as you're here, supporting the awareness to know things as they are rather than knowing things as we are or as we take them to be. So letting go the instruction, breathing out and know that you're breathing out. Breathing in and know that you're breathing in. Responding to hindrances when they arise. If you're sleepy, stand up. If you're restless, keep still. lining up behind your deepest intention for seeing into the nature of entanglement and the nature of non-entanglement. 
Let's practice in this way. If you see arising in the mind the tendency of what am I supposed to do now? What does she say? Recognize that too as an anxious spin. Let it go. Breathe out. Daring to be simple.
letting this out-breath teach you about release. It can show you the way.
May all beings see into the nature of things as they are. May all beings know release. May all beings know joy. So we're very much in the heart of the retreat. And to really make good use of this time, these days, these moments that we have. We can notice perhaps sometimes the way in which we imagine the formal meditations, maybe sitting, walking, standing, are when we're really practicing and that all the other times are somehow the, the break or the, the space or the time off or the chance to hang out or whatever else and however else we might think of them. And yet, of course, it's all our life. Each moment is equally of significance and the opportunity to be awake. So really supporting ourselves in that sustaining wholeheartedness when we engage in our practice and seek to carry that thread of attentiveness through the whole day. Even now as we might be having finished the sitting and not begun the walking, noticing what it's like to be listening or not listening, that's within the range of what might be happening and yet know what that's like right now for you noticing even here what's the state of mind that might be present is it interesting or we might find the experience interesting or not but noticing in our mind there might be interest or a a lack of interest there may be a sense of expansiveness or contraction knowing it as it is Maybe uplifted, delighted, maybe dejected or weary. Being able to see the states of mind as we go through the day, how they change, how they move, how they do not ultimately define who and what we are. There is so much more space in each moment when we do not identify with what is arising in it or how we are perceiving it. Understanding that perceptions are coloured by the state of mind. That when we're feeling, when the mind is bright and spacious, everything looks lovely. 
when the mind is contracted or dense, everything looks dull or grey. But the things haven't changed. It's the mind that has moved or shifted. And we can start to free ourselves from being conditioned by the condition of our mind. And what really helps us to start to see through that is sustaining the practice through the whole day. So we don't end or begin because of a bell or a time on a clock. We sustain the intention to keep returning, re-engaging. There's a a lovely image used by Shanti Deva, who was a, a wonderful <laughs> teacher, mystic poet, and scholar in the um, I think around the sixth century in India. And he once said that we could practice, engage in our practice with the enthusiasm of an elephant who being tormented by the heat of the midday sun and biting flies would plunge into a pool of cool water. And I just have a a very sort of sweet sense of that wholehearted plunging into the pool. Of course, we might be looking for a pool of warm water um, to plunge into in a sense. It's not maybe that we're feeling too hot. But uh, nonetheless, that sense of the space that is here for us in which we can find release to come to know, to understand, to abide more and more in this. So in the walking, when you notice a certain state of mind arising, it might be, oh, I don't really want to do this. Oh, no. oh, maybe that's resistance. Or there's some aversion. Or it might be, great, I'm walking, it's great, I love it. And we're not actually feeling our feet, we're saying, it's great, I love it. And we don't even know where we are, but it's great, and I love it. Oh, <laughs> or maybe that's excitement or delight. Sure, that can be known too. It's, it's as welcome and as allowed here as anything difficult. It's not that we, the practice is just about the difficult. But we might at times notice ourselves identifying with the more uplifted qualities. And in that again, to say, oh, these two come and go. They pass through the space. And yet as we start to sense the space, we see the space is ultimately unaffected by them. In the same way the sky is not distressed by the clouds, nor particularly elated by rainbows. It's just there. And the clouds, the sunshine, the rainbows appear and disappear as they do. So sometimes we might just stop in the walking and just check in. Ah, what's the weather like on the inside right now? And if we're not sure, it's okay. We can say, not clear. That's, oh, maybe that's the weather. Not clear. Ah, okay. Maybe the mind's a little confused or there's a lack of certainty. That's all right. Then we come back, take another step, walk again, back and forth. And that sense of the body is the the way to anchor ourselves through the whole day, through the meal periods, through the rest times, through the work times. All of that offers us this opportunity to be awake. To relieve ourselves from the, the burning heat of the midday sun. It's like the, the fire and the pain of wanting, craving, grasping. 
and the you know the the sting of biting flies, all the tendencies towards negativity of reaction, resistance, judgment, pushing away. There's something sharply painful about those. And just as the elephant plunging into a pool of cool water, it's like just <sighs> breathing out into the space and the spaciousness that is here. That, as Catherine was saying, is more fundamentally close to what is true, to what we could say, what we. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.